Meet Scout. Sea Scout. Sea Scout inch toward you on wheels. Hear Scout whir and hum as it creeps closer and closer still. Flee from Scout along your sunny neighborhood sidewalk, down a dark alley, into the mouth of hell. You will soon tire, but Scout will never slacken its pace. Give up, slump before Scout, and tumble into Scout's gaping maw. This is the music you will hear over the eternity of your mechanical insistence. Sucks podcast about hating the city we love. Sure is. Uh, this is Colin, and I'm joined with Captain Greg. Uh, yeah, uh, Captain Greg. So I'll put on my hat since it's just us and there's no guests to see me. Yeah. I will put on my captain's hat for the episode. Yeah, you look great. Um, yeah, it's just you and me, I guess, uh, which is fine. Uh, I mean, it's, we've done it before. Yeah, we, we'll we probably do it again. Through, uh, <laughs> just. <laughs> The two of us babbling about nothing, um, mm. but we're surrounded by the comforts of the boat. I've got a, I've got a drink. Uh, Colin, uh, as is his want, is imbibing in uh, the, <laughs> the nectar of the trogs. <laughs> He's doing the do over here. Well, I came out of my cave to get yeah my my tasty little drink here. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, it's uh, been a while though. Yeah. What it's are been, we? Been like a month. Since we, since we recorded last, I think. Don't, snow, don't tell them that. Snow Maybe fell. they didn't notice. Maybe <laughs> they didn't notice. And it has not been a month. It's been a month. Since it we was, recorded? Yeah, because it snowed in early... Uh, it took us a while to put out the last one. Early February. So, snowpocalypse well, happened. Yeah, but so this like three weeks ago. I got to go to the grocery store immediately after recording last episode and... We had a nice little conversation about that. Oh, yeah, I said that was a, uh, an insane nightmare, which... It, it was. Okay, but to be fair, like, I was at Trader Joe's just on Sunday, and the people... F- the following Sunday? No, just like oh, this, this Sunday, Sunday, just a couple okay. of days ago. Uh-huh. And I was... And I, I, I never really know what day of the week it is, so... Oh, yeah, why would I... <laughs> So I walk in there, I'm like, oh, this must be a, a heavy shopping day or whatever. It's a Sunday <laughs> afternoon, okay? And, and I'm overhearing people in the store, like, oh my god, this, this place is a zoo. This is a nightmare. And I, I, I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm unbothered by it. You're unbothered I'm by it? just that? like, okay, so there was a line too deep at each register, and... I'm not. I don't push a cart around a grocery store ever. Like, well, that's smart. unless I'm like that's... throwing up massive party or yeah. something yeah. or some or you know, like yeah. I when don't you, ever when, push a cart. When you around. welcome the mermaids on board. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't had. A, I haven't pushed a cart for a long time. But so well, that, that's a big. Maybe that makes a difference because that's the thing that drives me nuts though at Trader Joe's. Those aisles are not even Again, wide enough for cares? two American it people. Does, it doesn't matter. It matters you just to want me. To go the other way. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> I look down an alley and I'm like... I do go the other way, okay. but they're all full. Eh, eh, whatever. Honestly, I was wandering through this very crowded store 
Which, and whistling I, a tune? No, I don't. Singing well, a sea shanty? Muttering to myself, as uh, as I tend to do. Um, but I also, I spend lots of time in a grocery store. I mean, it's like my main activity on a given day. So, like, I go in, I, I shuffle around muttering to myself like a... Uh, like a cat. Someone lost at sea? Yeah. Uh, more mentally ill than perhaps I am. Um, or not, I guess, actually. Um, <laughs> and... I didn't really even know. I wasn't. I didn't even notice that there was a ton of people in there until about halfway through, and, and I was hearing. A, you know, it's like I just. I don't know. What's the complaint? What's well, the that, big deal? I mean, the the them being sold out of shit. That's weird. Hell, those um, other people. Well, that was the thing. It was yeah. like the world actually was ending. Everybody was living out their their fantasy, dream baby dream. Yeah, but what that tells you, I think, is that that's the limit of people's imagination for the end of the world. Oh, yeah. You know, like, that's the worst that would happen. Like, I don't think it would get much worse than that, you know? I think it would if we weren't talking about snow. We're talking about something else. You know, if, like, the end of the world, if, like, a real catastrophe was coming, I think, yeah, Seattleites would basically just go heavily shopping and, and then keep to themselves, probably. I'd like to believe there'd be, like, heavy looting, but I just don't have that much faith in humanity. Because that'd be cool. That would looting be cool. Looting would be cool. There should have been more looting during the snow, actually. Yeah, that's, that's really a shame. <laughs> that was your shot. Yeah. There was nothing to loot, though. That's what I'm saying. At least for, like, six-hour periods until the shipments of new stuff came in. Because it wasn't actually a problem. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, that's old news at this point. Um, it certainly will by the time we get this episode out. Um, well, I just thought, okay, that's fine. Uh, I appreciate that. But no, I do. I do. Um, other things have happened. Our, our space boy Jeff has been, he was spurned by the Big Apple. So oh, he, holy he, shit, he we came, talked about that. came home to, uh... That is the fucking funniest thing I've ever heard. Blow off some steam, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah, we don't need, I mean, it's like, by now it's old news, so... Yeah, um, well, it's a couple, couple weeks old. A couple weeks old, so, uh, like, everyone's already talked and written about it and are bored of it, but I mean, like, just to register our... Our grand shock. Uh, I don't think anyone really saw that coming. I think that speaks to the habitual sort of pessimism of the left, of even that with all the activity that is there now and all the activism that was mm-hmm. going on in New York about this, to most of those activists from like reading stuff about it and to everyone else in the country, like th- those were motions that, you know, needed to be gone through and we needed to, you know, like, and then when, and was most of the talk was like, we're going to keep building this up now so that when they do get here, we just, we, ne- it's never easy for them. We make it a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. And that was the best you could hope for. But yeah. then their, their, there was, but there was something but then their hopes were actually dashed. I mean, yeah. this, some, that is, that's some, that's like, yeah, that, that was, that's that was big. A tiny, a tiny spark of something, uh, revolutionary or something. I don't know. Definitely. Um, well, yeah. Then you had did, was it Bloomberg? Someone said it was the greatest tragedy they they'd seen. Well, lots and of people said that, but I'm I sure guess they forgot about nine eleven. <laughs> uh, after I, insisting never to do that, 
Never, only sometimes forget. Um, but only conveniently forget 9-11. Well, What's yeah. 9-11? Um, that's just the coolest, funniest thing. And just to know also that the whole saga of it, of this elaborate con game, it yeah. was never real. Yeah. There was this... I mean, we knew it was a con. We didn't understand completely that it was like how total con, like yeah. how utter how utterly hollow it was right so clear that they yeah. were never gonna go anywhere else yeah than new york so they thought and then not <laughs> to have gone through all that and yeah. made the entire country debase itself <laughs> yeah. like uh to flagellate itself before uh-huh. jeff yeah and then to just have it just called off by just just because uh, some people got angry you know i mean yeah. that's the power of that's the power of people getting pissed off. Right, and not backing down in the face of money, really. Unlike the Seattle City Council, <laughs> who famous for backing down bootlickers. Uh, um, and think, uh... and that's the new the new turn, the new turn that connects it all together. The thing that connects the two big Amazon stories here and that went national last year, the head tax bullshit and the um uh miss amazon pageant right, right. Um, little miss amazon pageant <laughs> them using the same tactic of threatening or offering or you know being the creator of jobs okay yeah. in seattle and specifically right. with regard in the head tax in the most specific form it was i mean the whole argument was in a very general way and then but the the most pub they put just political pressure overall but the pu- the most public stance they took was put claiming to put that building project on hold right um which was- which we which was bullshit we understand and understood then anyway was total horseshit they didn't do anything they all they really said were there they were halting some phase of planning for right. they were pausing yeah. some plan like this is bullshit yeah but except then what they threatened was that, you know, if this goes through, we won't be able, instead of expanding Amazon operations here, we'll have to lease, we'll have to sublease it to other people. Right. And that was, oh my gosh, they're threatening not to bring more jobs here. If you, if you back up a minute, you'll notice that the implication is that they feel that it is financially viable to build a building and lease it to some other companies, if not themselves. Yeah. To be filled with, well, not jobs, em- I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, else. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> scout robots. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, the server farms manned <laughs> by one like lonely old man. No, it's fucking office space. Okay, right. so right. like, it doesn't matter. Again, if they they already by building it show like they're making an investment in jobs being in that building either way. Sure. So fuck off right there. Um, but now they've gone and they and did it anyway. They did. What do you know? They don't give a shit about creating jobs. They don't give a shit even about keeping the promises they or threats they use to muscle <laughs> like hapless shithead politicians yeah. in Seattle. Yeah. Like uh, no surprise. It's just funny. It's just funny how this particular Seattle City Council that is not long for Ooh, yeah. uh, legislative power just they continue to look stupider and stupider all the time yeah 
What a bunch of hapless idiots. Yeah, it it almost was perfectly played out. And I, I was joking about it, uh, but it just feels so... <laughs> it feels so personal and petty. Like, somebody did... They, they, they had been humiliated in front of the world yeah. with this New York City thing and it's like, well, we got we got to flex somewhere. And we can still flex at home. Oh man, I like this. You know, the, the husband comes back from the office, didn't have such a great day. Somebody's got to pay for that, right? And that's us. So we got the black guy <laughs> yeah, in this um, Yeah, we got the black guy. Abusive marriage. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. Uh yeah, basically. Cuz I, I don't really I saw somebody tweeting that the economy is going to collapse any day now, which they're probably not wrong. But uh, it it feels so petty and so stupid that it it almost feels perfect. I mean, on the one hand, it's like they reneged on their whatever, the reversal of their threat, okay, which <laughs> yeah. already... Uh-huh. It's especially galling, too, knowing that they aren't going to build this whole campus in New York. Queens. Oh, yeah, right. Like, yeah. That and that they are going to spread out jobs then across the rest of the country. They're planning massive expansion. Mm -hmm. So this is really a major fuck you. Oh, completely. Because they're, they've said, like, well, we, we're not going to Queens. We're just going to... We're going to go to uh, Virginia and we're going to go... Then we're going to spread the rest out at places yeah. we already are. Just not Seattle. <laughs> yeah, because the bluff has been called... I think it's ludicrous to look at these people as the job creators who have this power over the economy. Oh, completely, Well, yeah. they have too much power. They have power that is undue, an enormous power that is undue over the economy. Well, yeah, it's but almost like... But that they can control parts of it to their advantage. That doesn't mean they control the whole economy. Amazon, right. you know, isn't going to be able to stop... Um, the economy collapsing again if that's what's going to happen so what yeah. do we what do we owe them exactly fuck all yeah well that i mean that's that's what new yorkers said right they yeah. they called that bluff said we don't we don't need you if we don't think you're a positive thing but really. people who are already living here don't need you anyway yeah you know? and like yeah and hopefully that's empowering Hopefully that's empowering here, and hopefully that's empowering elsewhere. But the battle in New York, the surprise victory. I mean, it yeah. was. Yeah. It's a fucking rout for like they. Oh, completely. Like a guerrilla war mm -hmm. fought against a vastly superior force. Yeah. Was victorious in an utter rout and drove them out of their territory. I mean, like... Yeah, well, we've joked about this. I think they were just... They've been asleep at the wheel because they've had this city wrapped around their fingers. And yeah. they, they believe... By doing very little as well. It, oh, completely. And they believe their own hype. And they weren't prepared for... The, they clearly weren't prepared for the backlash. And it's not even all of this organizing and process that's happened since the announcement, but... Very few positive takes emerged after the announcement of the HQ2 locations that I saw in major publications. Yeah, well, every because everyone, well, they overplayed their fucking hand. Completely okay? right, completely like, by, but in a in an astoundingly huge way. Like, 
It's what like the, what every other corporation in America has done for decades is play this game <laughs> yeah. of leveraging the ability to move between states yeah. to get concessions out of state governments. That's this is old news. Mm-hmm. But what they they do it like quietly in the back room and then when the final deal comes in where it is, then the politicians there get to say the good things about it and they get to say we're bringing jobs and you don't understand, they don't hype the fact, they haven't shined a light on the fact that it is an economy of concession, right? Mm-hmm. That it is part of a system of, that it's such a race, clearly such a race to the bottom. Mm-hmm. They they just came out brazenly for that in a totally unneeded way. It was Because it was all it was for was to drive up the deal in New York and Virginia. Right. Which they probably didn't need to do. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, because they could have gone behind closed doors and said, you know, in a not so public way. Yeah. They could have done the same thing yeah. in a not as public way and not like touted it like we're Jeff did. You know, he like he God is be, here. <laughs> he wanted to like the red carpet to be oh, rolled yeah. out and have uh-huh. it be pulled and have the American people go, "Wow, this is cool" or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So they could have done the exact same thing, which is go. Like, let it be known to a bunch of states that, you know, we're looking out, submit proposals for what you get, and we're looking yeah. at lots of places. Yeah. Like, ev- like tons of companies do, and they've got got it, and instead of making a meet, they made it a PR thing for some oh, reason. It was a show. They loved it. Was it was a spectacle. Which they don't need to do, because no. ultimately, like, it was just... The whole New York deal was just done in a back room, anyways. Wasn't, right. That part of it right. wasn't litigated in public. No. All the, the details court... emerged after that announcement. Right. And yeah. even outside of uh, legislative. Right. Yeah. Uh, process. Process. Yeah. So. <laughs> so all they they could have just gone to the state and gone like, well, you know. Yeah. Just so you know, submit a proposal. We're looking around to expand. You it's know? hubris. Pride and comes before the fall. Prime comes before the fall. <laughs> uh, and now they're they they just shot themselves in the dick. Like <laughs> yeah, like well, it, it was such a <laughs> so many. It was so easy to paint as just a disgusting like race to the bottom. Yeah. Then when it is announced, it's so <laughs> obvious to everyone without any further evidence. Yeah. It's so self-evidently clear that it was a bullshit con. Yeah. Like, no one in America didn't immediately understand, wait, New York and D.C.? Yeah. Weird. Uh, It's so clear that they were never going anywhere else. Yeah. But that, the hubris there is to do things that are obviously horrible and exploitive and expect to like get a smile get a get to get a smile back you know yeah well so the the thing i think is that they do they believe their own myth they believe they're that they're different and they're disrupting oh, the normal process and they're not just any old company they're not an incumbent old stodgy Merchant of Death like Boeing. They're cool. They th- Every day is day one to them. So 
They, this is a total day one mindset. It is they, completely. Let's reinvent the yeah, wheel. Yeah, they're like, oh, there's tons it's of not learn from anyone in history like, or know, literature or even our own is, intuition. That is the Silicon Valley mindset, it is. and yeah, it's here it is. too. That the history, those people, they don't, they don't have, they don't get liberal educations. No, they don't. They don't. They've never read history in their lives. No, they have they contemporary. Literally, actually, think it's worthless to know. And that attitude is part of, you know, it's not directly anything, but that attitude is part of that day one mindset that's like, yeah, be, the, yeah. Be, the thing we have to do here is go to first principles, reinvent the wheel better. And because we're doing it now, <laughs> instead of back then. Yeah. Yeah. Think of how much smarter we are now. The, the wheel's going to be better because it's now. <laughs> What they're leaving out are the other factors in the equation. That they are very stupid. <laughs> yeah. And that they're doubly stupid for not learning from, you know, yeah. the world around them. Yeah, well, this is basically, like, the Dunning-Kruger thing of the less knowledge you have in a specific the area, smarter the smarter you think you are. The more you think you are. And that, that's definitely a play here, like you're saying. They have no respect for foundations of sort of liberal like a liberal arts classic education so why why would they put stock in any or of, of that or of of uh corporate grift right oh yeah know? yeah like yeah basic um political corruption and the the selling off of our like public wealth uh like that's a perfected art like there there <laughs> there's an entire like media and political structure yeah. ready to just service yeah. that. Yeah. And they still fucked it up. <laughs> this is fucking funny. Well, yeah, it, like you're saying, it was a gimme putt, and somehow they they missed it. Ugh, they could be breaking ground in Queens right now, having I... the first time uh, ever he the world ever hearing about HQ2 was HQ2 is coming to... Yeah. Or HQ two and three, you know, whatever, yeah. they, however they would have framed it, is coming. You never heard anything before. Huge expansions in outside of DC and in Queens. Yeah. You know, big news. Yeah. Big cooperation with the whatever, and then they'd sell it and it'd come out of nowhere, and it, and the media would having no other narrative but what they know and love. They'd be like, wow, they're bringing the jobs, you know. Gotta get those jobs. And people would be out and protest it, and they'd know, they'd yeah. know how, gen there'd be activists who know how gentrification works, and people in those neighborhoods who knew they were gonna get fucked. Uh, but it wouldn't matter. Right, it was too late at that point. And this is, I mean, maybe this is what they're, these, you know, this is, uh, corporate America has this, has a, has the same problem now, too. Like, as this, it has a it's a different like iteration it's mm -hmm. a different character mm -hmm. and on the same timeline it's not like they necessarily picked it up from silicon valley because on the same timeline starting in the 90s yeah you know wall street is all has been all about their arguments for deregulation for example have all been about innovation in financial products yeah, you know the market and they don't want to know about how it actually works they don't want to know about the past they don't want to understand they don't want to really have many people around to understand economics much less political economy mm -hmm. and uh then they crash the global economy you know i mean it's just a bunch of fucking 
know nothing assholes. Oh uh, yeah, grifters. Cool. Yeah. Now more recently, what was the new? This was just today. Uh, the philanthropic announcement. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the, the, uh, the philanthropy Oscars. Best <laughs> yeah. philanthropist. Yeah, that that's, 2018. That is what's so beautiful about this too. Um, let me find where it went. This should be an awards show. It it sounds like it is. So this was released on Tuesday, the 26th. Jeff and Mackenzie Bezos' top list of biggest phil- philanthropists in 2018. Wow, that sounds good, right? Jeff and Mackenzie Bezos donated more money to charity last year than anyone else in the world, according to The Chronicle of Philanthropy. <laughs> the Chronicle? Oh, it's like the Motion Picture Association. They should they should host a... Uh... A gala and give out you know, the honors. I'm that, sure that they do for different categories. And uh, well, now see in this in the world of philanthropy, everyone holds their own gala to celebrate themselves. Yeah. So the next level shit would be having would be like a unifying association of philanthropists <laughs> who honor honor themselves, uh-huh. who fillet themselves in uh-huh. public uh, with red carpets and designer gowns and things. Um, and Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Yeah, preferably. The, <laughs> the Amazon CEO and his soon-to-be ex-wife. Got to get that in there. I mean, yeah. that's some. This guy's getting paid by the word. I think. Donated two billion to boost nonprofits that help homeless families. Okay, the donations were made under their Bezos Day One Fund, which we have just skewered previously on this show which started in september 2018 so that right there is hilarious too so this fucking organization didn't even start until september yeah and then well, they can it's... just dump two billion dollars yeah of course it. right it's just enough well that's how stupid this well, fucking what's also thing funny is. is that's so that they haven't spent two billion dollars no, they've no. shifted two billion dollars from their own bank accounts to a, their other own bank account. They, yeah. Another bank account they control. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's philanthropy, man. Cool. So, they, all we're really announcing here is like a, wire a, a tax status. Between two. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. this is like, uh, yeah. He, the headline should be Jeff McKenzie Bezos will not be taxed on $2 billion <laughs> of their wealth from this year. This in addition to all the other taxes they will not pay. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's totally fair. But, uh, yeah, this whole... I mean, we, we talked about this... Alex and I talked about this a long time ago before you went off to Liberty to uh, live your, your life. That this day one fund that has broadly been associated with homelessness yeah. uh, sort of the the problem the general problem of homelessness is really only focused on homeless families yeah and there was a recent piece was this from yesterday in the times about that's kind of the same thing yeah well like so okay so they give their whole thing again they haven't given Presumably they've maybe spent some money, but um, yeah. But so, so far, not all that two billion. But it it's focused on well, he. It was Mary's place that he launched it, it at, right? Well, 
So they Amazon had previously partnered with Mary's Place. Oh, that's right. And I believe it was announced that this Day One Fund would be donating to them, but that the Day One Fund for homelessness would specifically only help uh, the problem of or the category of homelessness affecting families, rather than homelessness at large. That's one half. The other half is charter school bullshit. Oh, uh, right. So one billion is for is for actual not so much philanthropy, but for a political action campaign. Yeah. To defund and privatize America's schools for profit. Yeah, and of course, I think that was couched in the language of bringing education to underserved areas or something like that. Yeah, for yeah. profit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, what, so what was your guys' take on the, like, the family well, I, dichotomy, like? The, just, I, it bothers me personally. I, I don't, I don't think Alex and I really delved into it super deeply, but this kind of arbitrary distinction that feels very, very neoliberal or liberal to focus on a specific group of people that could be deemed as less culpable for being in that more sympathetic well more sympathetic certainly while kind of seems kind of cowardly if that's the motivation you know yeah And, and it's not that those people don't need help of course they do but it feels it feels further marginalizing to the problem at large and you and i were talking about that for the show that it's like it's sort of ignore. It's like putting blinders on to the systemic problem. Yeah. Well, the more you target the various like forms that our social problems take, mm-hmm. or even homelessness takes, the the farther you must get from a systemic solution. And so, yeah, like the kids are certainly blameless, you know, but the parents are probably homeless for the we're. For the same set of yeah. reasons that yeah. anyone else is, any right. the same system is cranking out people who cannot shelter themselves and live dignified lives. Yeah, um, there's been I think in like one of the problems with like emergency homeless sheltering is I think there hasn't been a lot of yeah uh, support for like families like it, a lot of it. You know, most shelters that'll accept adult men only accept adult men. Right, you know, right. It's like you can't maintain a life. There's a, there's a huge set of restrictions, mm-hmm. you know, oh, on yeah. all kinds of ways. Yeah, absolutely. There's no way to have a family in a relationship in a lot of these emergency shelter situations, mm-hmm. which is one reason why people yeah. choose to avoid them. Um, not the only one, but, right. um, but setting, but like the answer to that, you know, it seems going backward to, um, just invent a new restriction, you know, you need to open up those, <laughs> yeah, the avenues for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe, maybe that's what, if it's adding to a system, if it's, if you're building up, like I'm not against anyone building up more emergency shelters and services for families. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we get to this a lot on this podcast is like, 
it's okay to be against go- good things, uh, or to critique, to critique right. good things that are not addressing something on a systematic level. So yeah. if they're, uh, I mean, philanthropy in itself, like, fuck philanthropy. It's, it is an overall social ill. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it it's undemocratic, it's allowing these people to y- use... To decide how our society pretends to solve its problems, it washes their hands of the you know their their the crimes involved in gaining that wealth and power you know yeah. etc. Yeah. Uh, on and on. Yeah, totally. Okay, so there was a you were going to read a um, an article about this about it had to do with the the response to the. Um, <clears throat> The, the weather, apocalypse. Right? Yeah. 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 Before we transition to that, I mean, I guess I want to say two things that are occurring to me now on this, this whole issue. It's like one, the cynical part of me feels, and having just listened to citations needed on this, the neoliberal optimism, I think that this is potentially someone like Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, looking at the problem of homelessness and saying, well, where can my where can I get the best return on investment? Ugh. And this feels without knowing. This feels like that. You no, know, no, they've used that language. Bezos oh, about has. this specific. Uh, about about day one, yeah. Well, about sure, it sure. Being about yeah, finding the they're going to use a strategy to of doling out money based on finding yeah the best the best bang for their buck. Yeah, know, which is like. Families, and if, that, and then the simplicity of that answer. Oh, of totally, like, yeah. And then it, it's just sort of, it's just so fucking thoughtless, and day, it's so day one, man. It's well, so yeah. Like, it, oh, it, we we this is a little hack we thought of, <laughs> right? Exa- exactly, and that in itself feels cynical to me, which just drives <laughs> me up the wall. Know, is it cynical? It's just like, I mean, that part of it, the cynical part is is. That they're making themselves feel better, and that's a PR exercise, and that they're make really, and that they do feel like we deserve this wealth because we we're gonna know how to use it. Yeah. We're gonna direct it best, right? Yeah. But part of that's this this PR part of it, cynicism. But the rest of it is just like a, a like a Mess- messianic yeah. mania, totally. You know? Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> like again, believing your own hype. I think. <laughs> And so the other the other thing I was going to say is that I th- I suspect that this is from the outside again it's sort of more sympathetic because I mean look like look at Seattle if you talk about homelessness and then you talk about homeless families which we're about to in this piece I think you'll probably get two very different responses and that's because we see ourselves like the uh, the class of professionals see themselves in homeless families right but you don't see yourself yeah, because they, yeah, in the drug at, in oh, the drug a, addict point, or yeah. the person who maybe is suffering from mental illness or the person i mean not that the homeless families can't be people of color but like you know yeah, and people just regular people who people without families for yeah. whatever reason who've just been priced out of their fucking right. homes and yeah you you see jobs. yourself and so that I I think there's some sick impulse there, but so keep that I guess keep that in mind. 
So this is an opinion opinion piece that came out um, Wednesday in the Times, the twenty seventh of February, and oh yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. The title is Seattle's rapid response to shelter the homeless in cold emergency should be the norm, and there's this really cool like. Uh, Super Friends Justice League photo of all our favorite regional um, solutions folks like Dow and Inslee's there and Durkin's there. Oh. They're just they're at a podium talking talking it out. So this is by John Kelly. And should we should we yeah. wait to reveal John's identity <laughs> he, until the he end? Does he talk about it in the piece? He no, does... no, no. So we should we should know up front. This guy okay. is. John he, Kelly is Senior Vice President of Global Public Affairs and Social Impact at Starbucks. So he's Starbucks's philanthropy PR guy. Like yes. everything we've been talking about, this is the Starbucks yeah. department of that. Yeah. This is that guy. Yeah, well, uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah. On a crisp, bright winter morning, looking out from the top of Starbucks's headquarters just south of Seattle, it's easy to see how our glistening emerald city earned its name. Ooh. Each week, hundreds of tech pioneers, Ugh. biotech geniuses, Ugh. respected academics, and diverse professionals seek success in a city that has produced some of the great enterprises of the world. Uh, at least he didn't say some of the great innovations. That That is fair. Because great enterprises... Sort of implies in a way that you judge enterprise on its own terms, you yeah, know. Like, yeah, yeah. Enterprise is making is the is making profit. Yeah, it it, it implies yeah. its own judgment structure. <laughs> yeah, right. Whereas, like innovation, yeah. as we would, is highly tend, loaded. It, yeah. yeah, it will, and we would tend to have a different. Um, yeah. idea about what constitutes innovation is a lot of this shit we read on here and a lot of the tech yeah uh, utopian like horseshit in this town so I get, I'll at least give him that because I thought he was going to say innovation yeah though I, but I mean this is like it already, is pretty rosy where he's coming from like it's also highly marginalizing just, to people that don't belong well, to those professional. It's just hyping this thing that the is myth, like the so Seattle just myth. to just. Can we just stop? I mean, it'll well, it'll never will, but like that. This is you can't. He, he devotes a whole paragraph on a real subject here. To like <laughs> first, I've got a fluff. Yeah, he's fluffing well, Seattle. Yeah, you gotta. He's like you getting gotta get hard, hard first. Yeah. You know, like that's just my, that's so you mechanics. Can... I mean. <laughs> There's no way around that, he's, really. Yeah. Oh man. He. I. Did he talk about that he's sipping his coffee? Did I no. That's. That? I oh, was God. gonna. I was gonna say that. I was like, I hope you've got your bean juice, your warm <laughs> bean juice, right under your nostrils. Uh, but a sky. No, he doesn't want to give it up because he's actually like drinking, like not a f- bean juice. No, a, uh, a like a, sh- a oh, sugar loaded frappuccino, frappuccino <laughs> with like caramel sauce and, and shit on it. He just like it, it, it's. It's pushed out of his mind for that reason because of his guilt over it. All right, go on. A skyline full of swinging construction keeps cranes going? shows that oh shows that the innovative spirit and skilled labor that created modern Seattle, I like modern Seattle, are alive and well. So basically, what does that mean? I think it means that 
the Dracula that is living <laughs> uh, I, I'm in Key Arena is doing great. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's how I'm gonna how I'm gonna read that and inter interpret that. But take well, are you ready to get down to All right. is the, the common man? Is is the movie gonna start now? Yeah, that was the setup. So life is good. Seattle Seattle rocks. Doesn't suck yet. But take the elevator downstairs and walk outside on the streets of Seattle, and the daily scene is a shock to the senses. Oh, so <laughs> I think so. He's setting up. So he, he has to set up because we know he's gonna say something about the fact that we do need to help some homeless people. Yeah. So first, he's got to get out of the way. Seattle is is a tech utopian paradise. So I I'm on your side. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I'm with you there. <laughs> yeah. And now he sounds like he's about to get a little death wish on us. Just yeah. so you know, he he's not like a bleeding heart. But yeah. you know. Yeah. So go on. Well, also just a shock to the senses. So I'm imagining like the f first sense is either going to be smell or s aesthetics. Oh. Obviously, <sighs> I hope it's touch. I hope he gets Ooh, yeah groped by a just a crowd of homeless <laughs> of dirty homeless people and and he, and he has to oh dude scrub himself raw like return of the living dead <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly like that that's yeah iconic images of the space needle mount rainier what and the, the monorail what the fuck are you re what is this seattle <laughs> i know where we live oh okay well are subsumed he's just listing the greatest hits <laughs> well he didn't put mopop in here so uh are subsumed by discarded needles, illegal tent encampments, and broken arms. I'm RVs. sorry, your view of Mount Rainier is impeded you by a needle? You haven't seen all those junkies on Mount Rainier? <laughs> In between my line of sight and Mount Rainier? No, they're it's on. A they're mountain. on Mount Rainier. <laughs> Again, I can't see them from where I am. Uh, yeah. They thought they were Yetis. Nor the but... Space Needle, for that matter. F shut the fuck up. Yeah, there there are, like, no needles. And I've, I haven't seen needles I've in seen, the center. I've seen needles. At in the some... center? Oh, I don't know about it in the center, but... Um... At least not around there. I, I mean, I've seen plenty of needles in Seattle, but... It's not, just not such there. a, like... And the, mo the monorail, too, is pretty cute. Like, anyone rides that thing except for fucking tourists. Alright, I just... Uh, right. <laughs> that just sucks. Here. This is where gonna be. Fuck it is. Go. Now that we're really reading it, not just skimming it. Here in Soto, the small business owners, courageous enough to remain, Whoa. fight daily for civility on their sidewalks and have largely given up on city promises to address persistent, unchecked criminal behavior. Ooh, send in the Marines. Yeah, goddamn. Martial law, man. Uh, Where we go one, we go all. Yeah. So, okay, okay he, he's going, like, tough on crime. He wants us to know, you know, that he's... This is his, his reasonability pitch, okay? Because we know he's going to go, yet we need to spend a little money on some people who are... Some of these derelicts, but the good ones. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is. It's about yeah. the nights. The not, ones not that the, look like us. Not the... The, the ones committing crimes by being places, or the 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 uh, ones who you know need 
uh, healthcare for their addictions. Um, well, it's, yeah, the ones reminding us of the precarity of 21st century life under capitalism. Just, just talk, like, I mean, any, anyone who even speaks about this issue without addressing that the criticism to a to a system is dead to me because because <laughs> what he's doing instead the only other option is to address it at those people uh-huh yeah that's right. what he's doing no, here. You're he's addressing the right. problem mm-hmm. of these people and the detritus that of themselves and what they leave around you know yeah and but, the crimes they commit but i think if we if you'll let me and and the city's failure to address those specific symptoms right yeah but I'm... not but not not the city's or our society's larger failure to address the causes yeah but, you know anyway yeah. this is obvious i don't know it's like oh fuck okay what i don't, I don't know if it is obvious uh i no okay it gets better greg it gets so much better many believe the lawlessness and despair <laughs> in Soto are the future of our hometown. Wow, he's setting a dark scene here. What the fuck is he talking about? Lo- what law? Lo- Again, as we've talked Lawless, about on this show, people, street artists, people living the lawlessness garbage. in Soto. He's talking about that the small business owners are talking about that is covered in the Times is people. Living in live. vehicles. Yeah. People living in vehicles that on you, public, that you public have to parking see lanes. And you don't want to see them because, again, they remind you that the world is unfair. And, and the lawlessness is that parking regulations are not being enforced. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. I mean, think about he's Holy picture, shit. He's, he's painting this, like, it sounds, Mad Max yeah, it sounds picture. Like, but we're talking about parking, the non-enforcement of the policy of non-enforcement of parking regulations. Yeah, it's like... And, it's and, and like, whatever City. ancient vagrancy laws are, <laughs> are actually probably still on our books and actually probably are used. Oh, know? yeah, yeah, if needed. But, not, there aren't enough Michigas prosecutions <laughs> in Seattle. But as we have recently seen, it doesn't have to be that way. Wow. Huh? I, I must have missed this. Also, this is a fucking non sequitur. Wait, just wait till I read it. I don't know what this has to do with what he was saying, but the recent severe weather tragically cost lives due to exposure. Yeah, that's true. I think at least three people passed away in the, I, in the cold. I, yeah, amazing that it's not. It, I, it might have been more because I think we'll it, I only on, heard man. three early on in the snow. But it also brought unprecedented action and compassion by city officials who protected the lives. Of the most vulnerable. Throughout our region, experts conservatively estimate that there are hundreds of unsheltered families with young children and babies sleeping in cars and trailers. So again, what, what's that have to do with crime and lawlessness? I don't really know. So there's this larger problem and the... <laughs> The manifestations of that are said crime and lawlessness. <laughs> but 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 you can't let that taint. He's like, I get it. That this the yeah the 
abject horrors of our streets could easily, understandably taint your mind against helping anyone in need. Could easily, you know... I, he's saying, I know you're thinking, are there not workhouses? Are there not prisons? And you would be absolutely right to immediately go there, he's saying. <laughs> yeah. But I want to just tune you in to uh, this interesting other way of looking at a tiny, tiny part of it. Uh-huh. Some of those people are children. <laughs> Holy shit. Beautiful babies. Holy shit. Beautiful, blameless babies. Oh, man. Yeah, they... They don't even have personal responsibility yet. <laughs> oh God! What's the age of personal responsibility? I don't. I, uh, I feel like it's getting lower and lower. Is, but, uh, so you're saying uh, personal <laughs> responsibility is not like. Uh, does that happen at the same time as insolment? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not is sure. It, does it happen is at that conception? Like two days after conception, or, or is this like is this like a bar mitzvah thing? I, I think it's or more akin is to a bar like, mitzvah thing. Or yeah. is it like uh, do you have to be eighteen to have personal responsibility? No, I no. I'm sure there's some like you know. Let's let's legal... allow for some qualifiers uh, to do with like race and some other things. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. I think you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure like a, a, I think we know well that like <laughs> white suburban children don't have personal no, responsibility until at, at least thirty. Yeah, maybe ever. <laughs> <laughs> for many, they are an afterthought because we don't often see them in downtown Seattle. So that's getting to uh, your awesome there will be babies little ad lib there but for them a severe winter storm can bring death not just deprivation and desperation (laughs) (laughs) so oh my god desperation (laughs) deprivation and desperation yeah we get it there's that is a that's That's incurable (laughs) we're gonna take that as red okay like but did you know <laughs> baby little beautiful babies can oh, die no, oh, no. in the cold? No. They haven't even had their Fuck first this their guy. first job yet. Fuck this guy. <laughs> oh, they haven't had the ch- um that he died without popping his cherry. He never had his he never had his first job interview. He never had the chance to take a Take a job from the job job creators. (laughs) The practice by previous Seattle government leaders during weather crises was to open emergency shelters that allow only adults. Families with children under 18 were not welcome. So that's kind of getting to what we were talking about. Yeah. This is an underserved group of folks. Desperate women with children were directed to the cities of Kent or Renton that welcomed them, or Mary's Place, which would overflow beyond capacity. And Mary's Place, the existing one, is not all that big. Last week, that changed, and it likely saved lives. Thanks to the deliberate decision made by Mary Jenny Durkin's administration, families were finally welcomed inside from the bitter cold and snow. <laughs> Oh, that's just painting this picture of people. You know, there's a thermometer on the inside. Yeah. 
that's telling you how cold it is outside and they're just like huddled up waiting and as the temperature drops like then somebody's like oh fuck okay it's cold enough let's, that's basically it let's I mean, let them in i uh, guess ah uh, fuck and i mean the with that and what i mean what does that tell you too about like the it's the specificity oh, yeah. of fatality here. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that it's <laughs> concentrated at a locus in time mm -hmm. and uh, and cause, you know, because yeah. being homeless is fucking fatal. Okay, <laughs> right? Yeah, it kills people. Yeah, uh, it kills them, but it kills them slow and disparately. Yeah. And is a larger nebulous problem that we can't get our heads around. The problem with a storm and below freezing temperatures, and it got down to like 20 degrees. Yeah, it was very cold. Is that it's too specific not to cover your ass. <laughs> like, yeah. it's too, you, yeah. it's not You'd something nebulous. It's a specific thing there's an answer to. Yeah. And our we there's this whole, our whole economic system and, and well our whole political economy is based on denying answers to these broader problems. <laughs> yeah. But this one it's just too specific for that that cultural spin machine to to absolve. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Because yeah, it's obvious. Why did these people die? They didn't have a place to go in the storm that one day. Every other day of the year, you know. It's, yeah, like 300, what, 58 days or... And so what that tells you, by the city not taking, you know, and all the criticism we have, the city, the state, the country, whatever, but let's say the city yeah. not taking in, not finding shelter and then permanent housing for all these people, yeah, and changing our whole economic system, blah, blah, blah. And Mayor Durkin not being motivated on those issues in the way that we've criticized in the past, right. but being motivated in this instance. Because she'd look is, bad. Yeah, it's an, like you're it's saying. A, it's an ass covering because people well, it's are managerial. Dying all the time. This is managerial completely. Yeah, it's a, it's risk aversion. Yeah. You know, it's a, yeah. Yeah. It's a calculation. It's bang for buck. <laughs> yeah, again. It's, it's again, an, you're it's totally right. It's an yeah. investment. This yeah. is an innovative move. Yeah. This is this is an innovation. Maybe this came from the advisory council. Oh. Who we've heard nothing about for, like, over 200 days. They took critical action to open a safe place for families at the Garfield Community Center. Instead of freezing in a car, children had access to coats, stuffed animals, hot meals, and a warm bed. Can you fucking imagine that, though? Like, honestly, if you're, like you just said, yeah. if 350 days out of... Your normal year, you're living in a car. Which you fucking must be if you didn't have a place to go on this day. Yeah. And then they go, oh, well, you could have died on these days, so come live like a normal human being. Well, and not then, not like a normal human well, being. normal-ish. Li live in a gym. Yeah, live like Hurricane Katrina, yeah. a normal human being. Yeah. And then we're just going to kick your ass back out on the street. Well, we're going to kick your ass up. out probably... When the morning comes. Oh yeah, right. You can't. And then stay you can here. line back up. Yeah, I, you can't I don't. Stay I mean, here. that's usually how the shelters no, you're, work. You're probably right, but again, like to be allowed in and have stuffed animals, like that—that that feels cruel. 
I mean, like you said, there, we just don't have the will to do it. An ask, it's just about CYA, man. It's it's like this. This is all we can muster. Because well, no, I, I I get that, but as a as a child oh, without yeah. a home, like to experience well, your whole this. life is a fucking nightmare that you'll never recover from uh, ever. Yeah. Well, let's not worry about them. Let's worry about the real heroes. The heroic efforts by our leaders, shelters such as Mary's Place, and employers. <laughs> the job givers, such as Vulcan, created something that job we have. Giver? Who knows? <laughs> that we have longed hoped for. For at least a few desperate nights, no child in Seattle had to sleep in- outside. For only a few desperate nights, uh-huh. no child in Seattle had yeah. to. I only had to change one word in that sentence, you dumb f- yeah. pig yeah. fuck. <laughs> This is a vice president, I'll have you know. You can't just call him a pig. (laughs) Frustrated taxpayers, take notice. Your mayor and city worked for the most vulnerable when it mattered. When it mattered? (laughs) Yeah, when it mattered. (laughs) Yeah, this is, we're like, we're stepping into a delusion. This we're is, living in a delu- dude. This is it's the delusions world, Colin. We're just living oh, in it, shit. man. I know, but like every time, once you really see this, and like once you debase yourself by reading a newspaper, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, right. Dude. Well, and then when you mainline the op-ed <laughs> section, true. like there's no hope left. Oh but, God. Oh Christ! I need. To, I gotta get another beer. Yeah, man. no. This this, this, this is a harsh, lot bleaker, oh, a lot bleaker than uh, I had anticipated. Right. Yeah, keep reading. The recent severe weather mobilization by the city providers, small and large employers. Again, this guy. He's just gotta give his shouts out to those job givers and hundreds of volunteers showed that Seattle can work to solve the family homeless crisis. And the good news does not stop but, there. But the family homeless crisis in his mind is the 20 degree temperature nights. <laughs> that seems to be the crisis he's talking about that we we solved. We are we were, we were able to come together and make decisions to solve. It's about decisions too. That's such managerial horseshit. Oh yeah. Completely. Uh, well, he he will later go on to say that we need to behave when it's forty degrees as though it were twenty okay, degrees. Okay, I want to hear. I'm. Sh- but he's doing he's doing him. a pretty frankly honest job or awful job of uh, of tying this together. Every day and night across our region, quiet miracles are performed for unsheltered moms, dads, and kids by the United Way of King County, Mary's Place, Wellspring, and many other responsible providers supported by the employer community. <laughs> that my em- eyes employer like, community employer community. This let's take a moment right here. Didn't we used to call that the business community? <laughs> no, 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 they're not. They, they're not business. There is no they're business. There back. is no they're enterprise. Our only job. It's only unto our jobs. <laughs> it's the employer community. What the fuck? God damn, we are losing this war for. Uh, yeah, I this mean, is this, like this man has neither a heart nor like a mind. So. Hyper capitalist realism. 
Oh. You... Okay, but also, what did he mean by responsible providers, by the way? I, I guess That's that, a, it's that gotta feels, be it feels like a slam, like, yeah. I don't know, whatever. Or maybe just a way of saying, well, I, it's a way I of saying you, but I'm not going to name you. Yeah, yeah, like, or just in, an innuendo. Yeah. That, like... Yeah. It's yeah, a wink. It's yeah, like, there are... Yeah, you yeah. know... People, re- you reading this, who are going like some of the 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 homelessness industrial complex, you know, he's not talking about the the bad ones who just you know perpetuate this and cause people to yeah. come here from all over the state and whatever, you know, and yeah. gr- and it's a grift, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much money to be made on homelessness. Yeah. The Union Gospel Mission continues an eighty-five year long tradition of bringing comfort and hope to thousands of homeless each night. Navigation teams. AKA the city's death squads and the Seattle Police Department are engaging 25. How Orwellian is that? Oh, man. Prepare to be engaged 24 7 to save lives in a county with great compassion, but perhaps not enough appreciation for its public servants. Fuck the police. <laughs> well, fuck the navigation teams, man. Yeah. I mean, they. And, but, but. Who are mostly... You're not saying... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Fuck off. You're not... You are not saving lives. But even if in one moment you save... If you save a drowning person and then kick them off the deck of the ship back (laughs) into the water, like, you haven't done shit. You've performed. That's what we do. That That is what we do for homelessness. You performed the saving of a life. Yeah. You've not affected that person's life except in that one moment if they're gonna just keep drowning totally and like, that- you've not you've as a, we've as a society done nothing some navigation team can have a good feeling in their heart one day when they maybe do something i, I mean these are the people who mostly fucking clear out the, yes they're they are literally yeah. the the sweep squad so whatever but um yeah and and look we need because it is such a fucking shitty, terrible situation, an emergency. We can't. There yeah. is no the good. The real solutions can't happen tomorrow. You need these people and these people. The actual shelters who are providing the oh, service yeah. and the other yeah. sh- uh, services, the responsible for, providers. Yeah, well, anyone trying to help people. Yeah, this is what we need because this thing, and we need more of it mm-hmm. immediately and for probably a goddamn long time. Yeah, um, but we need. But it's it's this. It's this band-aid, ultimately. And those people, the yeah. people, the really, the ones who really care, the, who are running these organizations, they're trying to provide this frontline service because it's all they can do. It's all the power they have right. is to do this because we need, it's a structural problem. Mm-hmm. You have to, we have to reorder our fucking economy so that we're not generating homeless people, that we're not cranking them out of them on a conveyor belt yeah. and dropping them on the street. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I, you you saying that you using that analogy of kicking somebody off the ship that you just saved from drowning? I I I mean that's per- to only nautical analogies from from here on out. That's that's fantastic. Um, I'm all for that. But it just this is so it feels so born out of this psychology of it's just about guilt. It's about like you know, like you're saying it's like a band aid of well. I did. I did what I, I helped a few people. Uh, I did what I could. Well, it's how we sublimate the knowledge that 
our system is it's, right responsible for this and, and it's broken. Yeah. And if you address that, you know, you have to completely the the farther down that rabbit hole you go, the more you realize it has to be overthrown and built from scratch. Yeah. And if you're not going to have that realization, you're not going to do that. You need to cover your ass, the ass of your society, of yeah. your particular administration. I mean... So here, he finally is making the point that we've just been alley-oop dunking over his head on right here. We need to act with the same urgency at 40 degrees as we did when it was 20 degrees. Okay. Tonight, hundreds of babies are back sleeping in cars around King County because there are not enough safe places for them. If a society is judged on how we treat our most vulnerable, we still have a lot of work to do. Fast. Together we can, and then he has a list of things that we can do. Okay, well first I want to say, I take back nothing, none of our dunks, because oh, yeah, no. his whole, the point is, his whole frame of this issue on multiple levels just plays into the non-structural yeah. problem yeah, here, okay? I, I'm just... In each iteration, even when he said, you know, he was... All of his language in, and what we critiqued is about... Um, it's not like we didn't know where this was going. Right, So let's right. just be clear about yeah. that. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying he's kind of meandered yeah, yeah. into a, a brief, like, epiphany. Yeah. <clears throat> so he says we can act on the spending reform recommendations from a Mayor Murray 2016 city-funded report, direct diversion assistance and affordable housing first to vulnerable families, support the employer good. and citizen-led No Child Sleeps Outside campaign, which has helped hundreds of unsheltered families find a home, Great. E elect city council members who share the mayor's focus on solving the unsheltered family crisis, you might want to rethink that one yeah. a little bit. Be the voice of these tired, desperate moms, dads, and babies who do not have the means to show up and advocate for themselves before city or county officials. Yeah, but not with that frame. Not of just... Again, it's been said, but if you narrow your... If you target narrowly like that, you are definitionally not addressing a structural problem. Right. You limit yourself to just the immediate needs of a small group of people. Not even the immediate needs of everyone who needs it. Like, right, you know, yeah. But the totally. immediate needs of a small group of people, much, and you're miles from a structural solution that prevents this in the first place. But anyway, go on. Well, in some ways, I, as I kind of griped about, I think you're further perpetuating the plight of the people outside of this narrow group. Yeah. <clears throat> you're actually actively making it worse for those people. These steps and more are on the agenda of the first family service provider convening... Well, what the fuck? I think this is a typo, because those are all capital letters. Family service provider convening... Maybe that's a conven convention... Of experts, funders, and employers at the Starbucks Support Center. We met this week knowing that change is possible... Oh, and they had a conference. And our oh. unshow... You gotta get everybody into a room! You just... You gotta do it. Uh. Into the Ted Bundy room. <laughs> the Ted Bundy conference room, <laughs> yeah. And our unsheltered family crisis is solvable. We can be the Emerald City again when no child sleeps outside. And that's it. How utterly banal. I mean... Well... 
I, I get so hung up on this because it's, as you said, Greg, he, he's miles away from really getting it. But it's like you're kind of trying to get there. But with so many deliberate blinders up, with so many yeah. avenues that are closed off to, yeah. Yeah. from the start, that he is what, that's the thing. He's right, got this right. narrow thing that he's got, he wants to get somewhere to say something like we need to help somebody. Yeah, yeah. But he has to Because that sounds good. He has but he know, But he's consciously or unconsciously knows he's, that there's... He's got this narrow path that he's uh -huh. squeezing himself through <laughs> yeah. to get to something. Because there are things you can't say. There's, there's just things that are just off the table. Right. Not... Well, yeah. I mean, it's off the table for presidential candidates. Yeah, I mean... Look at Elizabeth Warren or Beto just saying, yeah, I bow before the golden calf of capitalism. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think it's important to, um, to shit on things like this. These uh, peons to uh, compassion from capital that right, yeah. again like sound like he sounds like if like he's saying something like we need to help families like how can you argue with that but yeah right. every single thing about his fr framing of and the way he's thinking about it is limited and just fucking wrong and ultimately evil so. Fuck that guy. Yeah, man. <laughs> What's his name again? Uh, John Kelly. Okay, he's a he's a shithead. <laughs> um. Oh, okay. Well, fuck all that. Uh. Damn. Oh, what? That's that was in the Seattle Times yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it was Seattle Times op-ed. All right. Uh. Well, that's uh. That's that's, that's, that's show. Our, that's our. Yeah. So we have some new. New patrons on oh, Patreon. hell yeah. Yeah, this is very exciting hell for us. Hell yeah. Um, not only that, if you haven't yet dipped your toe in giving us your money, uh, we also very recently released some Patreon patron-only oh, content. Patron-exclusive, so, some very yeah, limited patron-exclusive yeah. content. And it's, we're, it's not long. I mean, don't, don't you dare get entitled with this shit okay like just because we posted six minutes of audio cut from the cutting room floor of another episode for the handful of people who give us money does not mean there will ever be a single sliver of content more for your money this just just to make that clear there might be i'm just saying don't but get don't entitled get yet don't, don't get entitled with me don't have any expectations. I mean, hell, we can barely get together to record this damn show. But we definitely want to thank and welcome uh, two new patrons. Uh, Ian Edwards, thank you very much for donating to the show. Yeah, Ian, cool guy. Yep. Came back to Seattle. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think he was doing work for GeekWire. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and thank you to our our great friend Matt Beck um, but yeah if you're not contributing uh, check us out on Patreon I think it's patreon.com Seattle sucks you can give us any amount of money it doesn't have to be but it should it be doesn't have to be $10,000 <laughs> it doesn't have to be $50,000 it can be the price of a $200 Starbucks uh, oh right yeah that's latte. our you know. That's our recommended donation, is the current market price. Yeah. 
of a Starbucks latte in Seattle, right? Yeah. Specifically yeah. in Seattle. Your neighbor, your closest Starbucks, which can't be far. We were gonna mention um, to you know everybody if you got those blue things in the mail. Oh the democracy yeah, vouchers. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you don't know what to do with them. Yeah, you should give them to Sean Scott because he came on our podcast. And we're probably too lazy to get any other candidates on. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) Again, I'm promising nothing. But he's a very good candidate. Yeah, his politics rule. He's an awesome guy. Yeah, Uh, check that episode out if for some reason you're weirdly just turning, turning in now. I don't know. You've probably already heard that. But anyway, democracy vouchers are out. They're really easy to fill out. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to Seattle Sucks. Yeah, you uh, can find us on Twitter if you haven't Yeah, hit us, us up already. on Twitter. Say things to us. Tell yeah. us, you know. Um, fluff fluff us, us up a little fluff bit. Fluff us up or just, like, tell us <laughs> tell us things to do. We have needs. Tell us things to talk about. Yeah, um, Greg was even talking about maybe doing a live show. Can you believe that? I'm just trembling right now just imagining what oh, what that would mean oh, when and, i said that i was forgetting that you're like a uh a uh, paralyzed I, I live, yeah <laughs> i live in a very like dark place and in, in my brain somewhere and, uh, yeah. yeah okay all right we'll see yo again promising nothing but maybe we'll find a bar and see if we can get like 10 of our listeners to come out and yeah we'll record them on an episode yeah that would be that'd be awesome Cool. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.